Hey now, happy, happy vibes, my friends. Welcome back to my podcast where I believe in spreading killer vibes that light you up and give you that kick in the ass to craft the life you wish to live. This sacred space is dedicated to the lovers of all things business, travel, and lifestyle. Hey, it's about time you get the scoop on the latest vibes, so let's get to it. You guys, today I have a really, really special guest because this is June, and June is the month we celebrate Father's Day. And the reason why it's such a big month for me is because a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, I wrote a book about fathers and daughters. And um, it was meant because I was a teacher for a very long time. It was a way for me to give my parents or my students' parents a little bit of tips and lessons on how they can be better parents and how they can give their kids that support and that encouragement for their education. And it's really based on my story with my father, um, who is from from Mexico. He's from Monterrey. And when um, he and my mother got married, they moved to Houston and I was born here. So for me, it was just like sort of learning the lessons of my father and his country and also becoming an independent American girl. So that's where the story comes from. And today's guest, I'm really excited to tell you about because he also has a teenage daughter that he's raising himself. So I really want to get into a little bit of his parenting, a little bit of his life, and just to get to know him a little bit more. His name is Mr. Leonardo Velasquez. And ever since he was 15 years old, he made his first puppet workshop. And then he could not go back again. He loved it. He fell in love. At 11 years old, you went to a rehearsal with your big brother. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, and then you saw that you really had something with theater and acting. And so that really got you really thinking yes. maybe that's what you wanted to do. And you're from Venezuela. And in Venezuela, you created a little uh, children's entertainment performing by La Lin Balalan that was in Venezuela. And you also work with schools, nonprofits, children's parties, all kinds of events. You have also a degree in educational psychology. So that's really interesting. Very, very interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And your uh, your Leo Puppet Show and Entertainment is family-oriented, so it's for everybody. Yes. It's for and everybody. it's meant to also help, you know, educate parents, entertain the family, and just basically give everybody some really good, valuable lessons along the way. No? Very cool. Thank you for being on the show today, Mr. Leo. It's a pleasure for me. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you so much for being here today because, you know, for me, it's just so important that we not only give people information, but we inspire people. And I think you're definitely an inspiration. And just talking to you the last 10, 15 minutes I feel inspired to share you with everybody because your story is very amazing and you come from Venezuela so tell me a little bit about your life and your transition from living in Venezuela to living in Houston now okay I'm from Venezuela um, I came to Houston five years ago when I, I remember when I when I decided to move to Venezuela because it's so sad Venezuela is a really mess right now you know mm-hmm. Political, oh my God. <laughs> but that happened. I, I, I told my daughter about this. Hey, Camila, um, we need to move to our country because we need to more safe. Uh, I, I want a better future for you and for me or whatever. And I went to Europe because I have family in Europe. And I went to Mexico because I have family in Mexico too. But I have a, one opportunity here in Houston, United States, and say, Camila, okay, do you want to come with me? She said, yes. I remember... Five years ago, I came in March and alone. I said, Camila, do you have to wait? When you're finished your, your uh-huh. school in July, you come with me. Uh, this is a 
this is a sad or a good story because I cry every night. Oh my goodness, because you missed her. Yes, I miss her. She she was 13 years old. And I say, maybe I can do that. Maybe the next month I come back to Venezuela. Every night before uh, before work, I work, you know, with uh, with any immigrants, make uh, like a okay. full service, okay. uh, pizza delivery, uh, waiter, whatever. Mm-hmm. And every night when I come to middle of middle of the night, I wake up and I say I start to cry. Mm-hmm. I, I can mm-hmm. I can do it. Yeah, you missed her. Too but much. yes, I miss my daughter. You mm-hmm. say I want to miss my daughter live mm-hmm. because she's uh, 13 years old. And I say, but I I try every day. I start to cry when I get the ticket for my daughter. Okay. When I get the yes. ticket, the ticket, I say, okay, I got it. Yes. She come in July. I remember when I saw her at the airport, I feel like a freeze. I start to cry. And my mom come with her and say, hey, she's here. Go mm-hmm. hug her. <laughs> I feel like, wow. Why is it so but, important to, to bring her from Venezuela? What's what's the situation right now? What, what do you what can you tell my 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 listeners about why you were so desperate to get her here? Right now, it's, it's like a like a Latin American problem, education, uh, health. But in Venezuela right now, it's a you know it's a it's a really rich country. Mm-hmm. But Chavez and Maduro they mm-hmm. destroy the country mm-hmm. right now. The corruption mm-hmm. uh, and it's still it's still going. And I know there was an uprising of Venezuelans that didn't want it. And what happened? Yes, to, never stop. It's, they they, it's they amazing. don't stop mm-hmm. because it, they we have uh, two or three different countries. Uh, poor. Mm-hmm. People, they, they. No, I mean we see a lot of the things about hunger and yes, how they're going to people. other countries and they're hungry. Yes, but, but we have a rich people. They have a living like a like a. So there's rich. no middle class in Venezuela. It's only no, poor. I was I was middle you class. Middle class. I think okay. the middle class is disappearing. My country. Okay. Do you know we have mm-hmm. a yeah. poor person or a rich person, mm-hmm. and it's too hard to live okay. in a country like this mm-hmm. right now. Um, I try to help my family in Venezuela and I say, uh, how much is for, you know, for if you go to the supermarket, yeah. say, uh, $19 mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. every, if you want to, if you want to get something, it's in dollar. Yeah. It's wow. amazing. I said, wow. Do uh, you know what all change here? It's yes. maybe 15 or 45 yeah. in Venezuela is a double. And it's really good perspective, you know, for my listeners to understand that, you know, Unless you travel to countries in Latin America, you really don't understand a little bit of what, unless somebody tells you what they've faced and why they come to this country. And a lot of the people that immigrate to America, because the situations in their countries are so dire. I mean, some people don't have jobs anymore. Some people's, I know one, another Venezolano that works in my house, he had his farm taken from him. He used to have a farm, uh, you know, maybe 20 years ago and they took it from him. And so he didn't have anything else anymore. He was a businessman. He was very wealthy in Venezuela. And here he puts tiles on floors, you know, so it's very different for him. Yeah. Situation. Yes. It's, it's so different. Latin America, you know, when, um, I, I live in Brazil for one year. Okay. I get a theater workshop and it's a beautiful country. But when you, during the night, you're walking on the mm-hmm. street, you're walking on the street and you see the people, they are sleeping on the street. And I say, but what, what happened? Do you know the corruption is like a yeah. big trouble in Latin America? But the, if you if you get a ticket with the police, you can pay it. You can pay it. Yeah. Una mordida, right? Una mordida, yeah. But doesn't happen. Do you know that? You can hustle the cops. They get, a, they get, they get a money for, they leave like a. Yeah. 
Rise in Venezuela. I love Venezuelan yeah. culture, Venezuelan food, Venezuelan yeah. culture. You would you would prefer to be in Venezuela if the situation was better. Yes, yeah. I, I yeah. was. I was. A, uh, you know, it's good life. Uh, I remember when I say I have a good life. But you know, maybe when when I came here uh, five years ago, it's uh, right now. Mm -hmm. It's too expensive to mm -hmm. live in Venezuela. Yeah. Maybe uh, in Venezuela right now, I don't I don't have a, a good life because it's too expensive. Um, my car was stolen for three times. <laughs> no, it's a very very different situation. I think a lot of people don't understand how how dire and how desperate people can be to leave those situations. So you came to you came to Houston. You continued doing puppets. My puppet came first. They came first. <laughs> yeah, okay. They came first, uh, because I have this business twenty okay. years ago yeah. in my country. When when I meet the uh, the puppets when I was fifty years old, I yes. in love with the puppets. And I say, um when I was twenty years oh I start with the puppet show for, for family and friends. Okay. I remember someday uh somebody asked me, hey how much is for the puppet show? Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know. Because uh -huh. for me, it was a hobby. It was, yeah. But I start with the theater when I was okay. 11 years old. I get the theater workshop. Uh, when I when I made my first uh, puppet workshop, I said, wow, I love puppet. This is like a magic. Mm -hmm. And I say, I start like a, make a big theater for, for puppet. It's a puppet stage. And when... That person asked me how much is for the uh -huh. puppet show. I said, I don't know, but we can try it. <laughs> I put an advertisement in a magazine, okay. in a magazine, uh -huh. and this is my business for 20 years. How Everybody many puppets started. do you have now? Right now, more more than And who 17. makes them for you? Huh? Who makes them? Does somebody make them for somebody you? Somebody makes, but I made You some make some too. of them? Yeah. Wow. I made. And when I came to Houston, I started like, okay, this is my business, but do you know, do you have to make some work for a living, whatever? I, I made food service, delivery, and I started like a maybe one, mm -hmm. one puppet show a month. Okay. Mm, before COVID, I... I, I remember and I love him like, a, oh my goodness, when, when I started, it's like, you know, it's a slow, the business is running a slow, mm -hmm. but they say before COVID, I had maybe 15 or 20 puppet shows per month. Oh, wow. Because I, I am also a Spanish teacher because I, I And am, are they I in Spanish teacher. or English? Both. 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 Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, it's a bilingual puppet show. Fantastic. And Spanish and English. And do you know when I get my papers in yes. the United States, I... I I take a receipt my phone and, hello, are you Mr. Leonardo Velasquez? Yes, I am. <laughs> Did you apply for a Spanish teacher position? Oh. Uh, I say, yes, of course. Uh -huh. I, I never remember. I say, oh. yes, of course. I am a teacher. Yeah. Um, and I say, okay, do you want to come here for the interview? Yes, I know interview, well, whatever. Say, okay, do you want to come come back tomorrow for a for demo class? And I say, yes. Okay. Uh -huh. I never, I never think about like a Spanish t-shirt, become a Spanish t-shirt. I go to my house yeah. and I say what I need. I put two puppets in a bag. Okay. 
and one speaker. Okay. I'm looking for, okay, some for buenos dias, blah, 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 okay. Uh, the director say, okay, Mr. Velasquez, you have to do four demo class for different ages. Okay. And the first one, the second one, and third one, he said, it's okay, Mr. Leo, don't worry, don't worry about this, we are okay. And I say, you don't like it. Um, but she say, Mr. Leo, you know, I love it. Oh. You know, all the kids engage, look look at the puppet like, oh. So you, you talk just, Spanish using puppets? Yes, I have two assistants wow. for my Spanish class, Mr. Pedro and Miss Luisa. They are my assistant. I use a big sweet cake uh -huh. for my Spanish class, uh -huh. and I use puppets, music, dance, and right now, I'm taking magic class. I have a magic coach oh, wow. during the COVID. Do you know, this is a one amazing story. Uh, maybe six months ago, somebody, yeah. somebody contacted me by Facebook and said, okay. hey, Mr. Leo, your work is amazing. You are a great puppeteer. Oh, oh, thank you so much. I have some bucks for you. If you want to, I have some vintage puppet. I said, really? Okay. Vintage puppet? Uh -huh. Yeah, do you want to? Yes, of course, I want uh -huh, to. Uh -huh. And you have to take a conversation maybe for four months. Okay, Mr. Leo, I have the box. Maybe the this, the this weekend we can try it. Okay, we never try whatever. And I say, okay, he he wrote me and I say, I have a puppet show um, in Katy. Mm -hmm. and it's an outdoor puppet show if you want to go. And he said, yes. Uh, he said, he saw my, my show, I said, Mr. Leo, you are amazing. Okay, I have the box for you in my car. Do you want to? Yes, of course. When I open the box, uh -huh. I start crying. Do you know Vintage Marionette from Carranza Puppets? Okay. Carranza Puppet is a puppet uh, company in Houston. They made puppet show maybe 14 years in ago. Houston? In Houston? Carranza. Right okay. now, they are, they are not working. They are retired. And I say... That's interesting. I've never heard of oh it. Oh, my goodness. This is a big gift for me. Old marionette, classic marionette. And when I opened open the, the last box, I said, this is a magic trick. Well, I know how to do it. And I called to my friend. He's a really good magician in Venezuela. And he said, hey, Leo, can I be your magic coach? Right now I take money and introduce magic to my performance. Wow, that's lovely. Yes, and I do magic for my Spanish class. I was just going to say, you do magic and puppets for your Spanish class. Yes. I and bet it, your kids are learning Spanish really fast. Oh, yes, today. Because today. when you make it fun for them, they will learn it quicker and easier. And, like, they will, they love it. If you make it boring, they won't. No, they I say all the time. Not when, I, when the kids play, they learn. Yeah. That's it. That's it. The, one kid. That is so they, true. They just want to play all the time. Mm -hmm. If you want to play for a day of, you know, uh, our game environment, it's like a playing, they feel like happy because we say, okay, it's time to. Do you want to, are you ready to dance? Yeah. I, da I use dance music, Beautiful. puppet, light, whatever. I love to, that. So if they want to hire you for puppet, we're going to give them the link where they can find you mm -hmm. so that they can come and hire you. But one thing that I do want to go back to and talk to you about is you brought your daughter from Venezuela, Venezuela and mm -hmm. she's 19 years old now. 19 years old. She came when she was uh, 13 years okay. old. Okay. And she's, how did she adapt to the schools in America? Was it easy? Was it difficult? Oh, easy. I, I, okay. When, oh, when I came here, I said, Camila, I have a, you know, I, I think a really different kind of, uh, the people say, if you are a success for me, is if you love what you do. That's the success for me. And, and say, is that something that you teach her? That's a value that you yes, talk to her time. all the time. If you feel happy when you wake up in the morning, yeah, 
If you say I want to go to the school, yeah. that's it. Yeah. If you have a if you have a job, when you open your eyes in the morning, say, "Wow, it's amazing! It's another day." I go to that's happened for me all the time. You know, my brain is like asleep when I when I go to the school and he's like, "Mr. Leo, Mr. Leo, Mr. Leo!" Wow, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's mm-hmm. amazing for me because they they want to Spanish class. Maybe they don't want Spanish, Mr. Leo, because I am, I am the Spanish teacher, but yes. every, every parents call me, you know, in the parking. Yeah. Oh, are you Mr. Leo? Yeah. Yes, I am, because my daughter, my kids, <laughs> is talking about your class all the time. They I love it. To my daughter. That's good. When she came, I say, okay, Camila, right now it's different. Mm-hmm. Do you have to take good grades? Mm-hmm. Because... The university is really expensive. Everybody know that. Mm-hmm. And you have to get scholarship. Mm-hmm. And remember the first day before, before the first day, I say she's starting elementary. And I say, okay, Camila, do you get to take the bus in Venezuela? I pick up her and I drop mm-hmm. her all days on the school. So it was and different. Yes. I say she's, I, when I, when I saw her face, she's like afraid and I feel like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But Camila, calm down. Dad, but you can pick up me at the school. Yes, I can do that. Yeah. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. She said, that it's okay, don't worry. I have uh, three friends. She Okay. We go to the So she she figured out a way to make it yes, on her own. Yes, yeah. she figured out and said that I have friends, I, I I go to do you know because it's um I am a single dad uh, when I, I was working like a pool service and wake up at four. Mm-hmm. In the morning, mm-hmm. and she have to wake up alone and take uh, take the school bus. So let me talk a little bit about that because I think one thing that uh, a lot of immigrant fathers don't realize that they're teaching their girls and they're teaching their their daughters, especially because that's what my book is about, is the work ethic and the waking up early and the going into work every day. And sometimes you like what you do and sometimes you don't. And sometimes you have to do the job just because you have to make some money, you know, to survive yeah. or, you know, and I think that's one lesson that, that I always tell the fathers is like, don't be ashamed to tell your girls or your kids how hard your life was at the beginning or how hard it was for you, you know, to get a job or how hard it was for you to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. It was the same thing for my father. He would wake up at four o'clock in the morning. He would have his breakfast and then leave. And I paid attention to that because for me, you know, as I was growing up, I didn't know anything else but have like a really strong work ethic. And I think your daughter's learning that. I think that's something that we we forget to teach our kids. We want to make it easy for them. We want to make sure that the kids have everything and everything mm-hmm. is easy, but it's okay. Sometimes they have to learn that they have to wake up early for jobs, that they have to get be on time. They have to be punctual. You were very punctual today, but a lot of people don't consider that. They think, well, you know, I'll make it there when I get there. No, and those are too. values that are all your kids are paying attention to and your daughters are paying t- attention to right now. And the better, the better way to teach your kids is with your sample. All, the, All time. the time. I say, Camila, I have to wake up four in the morning because yes. I need money to survive. Yeah. You say that. And I say, do you have to wake up and take the bus with your friends? And, you know, they feel happy. They have a good grace. Right now, they have a two scholarship and they feel happy every day because she right now she's in the UH. And when I, when I saw her, I feel like, a, wow, it's amazing. And you're very proud. I'm very proud because she is happy mm-hmm. and she is like a I feel oh the two weeks ago she said that you know I want to move to university campus 
And I say, okay, if you want to, mm-hmm. you know, it's a really good experience mm-hmm. for her. Mm-hmm. Do you have to share the room? Do you have to own? Do you have to to room for yourself, your restroom? Well, do you have to share space with your yeah. friends, with mm-hmm. your, you know? And I say, but if you want to, I support you. That's it, the life. If you want to get the experience, but do you know that day I feel like, a, oh, my baby is... So I was going to ask you that. How do you how do you deal with those emotions and their feelings? Because I know you want to be very protective of her, but at the same time you want to let her fly. Yes, because when when she's flying, I feel so happy. But you know, I feel like a this is a this is a feeling every day. Right now, I die happy because you know she is she's okay independent independent. She's okay. I remember when my mom. Because I, I tell my mom, I ask my mom, mom, I have a, a two brothers and one sister. And I remember when my little brothers have 17 years old, he came to United States. Mm-hmm. And when I remember that, I asked to my mom, mom, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. And my mom tell me, that's it. One, one bigger highlight with my mom. Mm-hmm. Say, if you are next to my house, mm-hmm. if you are in next city to my house. If you are in China, if you are happy, mm-hmm. I'm happy for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And that's it. Do you know the, the kids, uh, we, they are on like a- but Why is that so difficult for so many people, Leo? Like, why is it so difficult for some people to accept that their kids are gonna find their own happiness. And it's not what you think it needs to be or what you think it should be. So many fathers, for example, I met them throughout throughout my life. They wanted their the girls to do this, this, and this, and that's it. You're not doing anything else. And my book was about, you know, encouraging them, like saying, get out of this mentality of like you're the authority. Mm-hmm. Independence is good for her. Oh no, it's like is, it's like you're saying she's no. not gonna love me anymore. She's not gonna take care of her families anymore. She's not gonna she's gonna forget her mom and her dad if you say independent. It's not like that. It is absolutely the opposite. Yes. You're letting her grow. You you I I, I I give it to her tool for her life. Right. Yeah, she she take the tools. I'm flying. You know, I feel so happy when she say that I, I, I want to move to campus university. Go, let's do it. Try it. Do you know I'm here for you all my life. I'm here for you. That, that, that's, you need support. But- and it's very simple that way. I think it makes everything simple if you just say, I'm here for you, whatever you need. Whatever you need. And I'm it's unconditional. There's no conditions on no, the love. You know the love. Unless her. you do this, I will do that for you. Unless you do that, then I will love you more. Yes. And I think that's where kids get the idea that unless they're going to be super successful in, you know, in careers or money or business, the their parents won't love them anymore because they didn't succeed to yeah. the crazy levels the parents. I make this question to. for me every day: How to measure the love for your for my daughter? I never find a way to. Mm-hmm. It's a big love. Yeah, you have kids too. Yeah. It's like a, when I saw her, I say, "Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm here for you all mm-hmm. my life." And mm-hmm. you know what? When you do, you have to make her dad, her friend, with respect. 
you know and i say if he if i'm, I'm trusting you do you have to trust in me all the life mm -hmm. and, and trust is a very important value that you yes, teach it's a, it's a and that's value. another it's a very big value because i think that that they say well i trust you but i don't trust your friends well that's okay but how are you showing her that you trust her are you really letting her do things by herself are you really letting her make decisions because sometimes as fathers you make decisions for them you mm -hmm. really don't trust them yes you have to really live yes. it that's it when when the last year she say you know say that i'm going to friends uh, brunch because it's uh, her birthday okay go do it Mm -hmm. <laughs> for brunch and I say five o'clock I say where is my daughter mm -hmm. and some parents call me hey Leo mm -hmm. where, where are the girls I don't know they are the, I think they are the league house whatever I say because they I check my daughter GPS and they is in Columbus oh my goodness can you can you call Camila because she always pick up the phone for you okay hey where are you um, we go to Lily's house but where are you right now Oh, uh, we went to Austin. Okay, Camila, I'm trusting you. If mm -hmm. you are in Houston, if you move to another city, please tell me because mm -hmm. that is the mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. The truth. And I say that was a very special day because when when she get back to the home and say, Camila, it's okay, don't worry. Mm -hmm. But tell me if you want to change your plans. Tell me because mm -hmm. if something happened, Absolutely. I know Camila is in Austin. It's so happy I get to get my car and go. And you're Austin making right it easy for her to come to you to tell you because yeah. you're not going to be screaming. You're not going to be loud. You're not going to be punishing her. You're just going to say, "Listen, give me the truth. Yeah, Let's talk about it. Let's be honest, and we can truth. figure it out." Yes, and I yeah. say, um, I make a puppet show about this. It's a star. She 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 come to the the sky and say she made a beer and I say I want to stay here. We, we, can you protect me if you tell the truth? It's better all the time. And that day my daughter say that she start crying. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you something. Mm -hmm. Okay, what? I'm here for you. Tell me. Do you, do you know my friend? Mm -hmm. Oh, she is my. She's not my friend. She's my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I say, mm -hmm. it's okay for you. It's okay for me. Mm -hmm. I love you. Mm. I love you, Camila. If you are happy, I'm happy for you. Do you have to defend yourself? Mm -hmm. That's it. If you are happy, I'm happy for you. Do you know I am an open mind? Do you know I think about this? Everybody loves people with the same sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in the love. Right. But the love, the colors don't have gender. Mm -hmm. If you feel happy, mm -hmm. come on here. I hug you. I love you. Very powerful. I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you because if you are happy, I'm happy for you. And that's it. And your girlfriend come to this house, whatever. And two months uh, later, I met a um, girlfriend mm -hmm. family. We have a good time. They are a really, really uh, beautiful family. And that's it. She's happy right now. How did you get to that place? How did you get to that place where you were so loving and accepting of your daughter? Because when, when you when you read, when you know the story of the world, you know, it's mm -hmm. the, the, the world is like the same way. Thousands of years Thousands ago. Thousands of years ago. The Greece, the Romans, whatever. The world is like this. I love diversity. I love, you know, different cultures. And do you have to accept the people is, you know, And like it's you. an unconditional, it's a true unconditional love. Yes. You love her. And love ultimately her. you said, I want you to be happy. 
Yes, if you are happy, that's it. Whatever. It's the only thing I want to make. What can you tell other fathers who are facing something like that right now and maybe they don't know how to open up to their children who are probably gay and don't know how to say it? Don't accept. Accept, that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the war is different. Mm -hmm. The people are different. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw that they're different religion and different things. But what if they say it's against it's against God, it's a sin? You know, how do you counter those arguments? I, I, I'm not a religion person. Do you know this is so hard for a religion person because they are, do you know, that is a sin, it's a wow, it's a mistake. Mm -hmm. No, for you're me, going to hell. Yes, mm -hmm. no, I don't believe in, in heaven and hell. Just, mm -hmm. You know, I believe right now in this space. And right now you love her and you need to love her and she, she needs you to be loved. She needs you to love her. Yes, that's mm -hmm. it. She mm -hmm. need to she need to be a sufferer. Yeah. And I remember say, mm, Can you tell to my mommy and say no? You have to tell to your mommy because yeah. I think your mommy is is uh, think like me because yeah. I was uh, was married with, with her for ten years. Mm -hmm. I know her, mm -hmm. and uh, that's it. Her mm -hmm. mommy is happy too. And when my family, so when I saw the first picture in my daughter's social media, I say I feel so happy. I say yes, yeah. that's it. That's it. You got it. Don't fear. Uh, don't feel fear about or about shame or shame about mm -hmm. the world. That's mm -hmm. it. You got it. That's mm -hmm. it. I accept you. And that's it. That 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 is the 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 kids need. Do you think it's a generational thing? You think the younger parents are more accepting of their children? You know, their their differences. Um, that you know, not only just being gay, but like you know, um, being uh, more extroverted or more artistic. That's happening in the seventies. The same thing that happened. But you think that now, you think now, they were more accepting back then? I don't think, I think so. I think I they think, were they were in the closet a lot more and they were more shamed. Yes, but we have two more people in the closet, but we have two more people on the street. Do you know? It's like, a, hey, I am here. This is my boyfriend. This is my girlfriend. It's like, a, I saw that on the street and I said, I feel happy because they, yeah, we have too many people in the closet, but we have too many people mm -hmm. get out of the closet mm -hmm. and feel happy. Okay, that's it, me. If you accept me, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that because I think it's important that we, we share that with other parents and we share that with other fathers who are having a very hard time, especially Latino fathers have a oh, very, yes. very, very hard time <laughs> accepting their children, accepting who they are, accepting that they're maybe a little bit different, that they're not like you. You know, it's it's the it's the argument. Is it is it nature or is it nurture? Are you is it the environment or is it because you're born that way? I mean, there's no, always they have no explanation about this. There's no a, reason. Yeah, I have a I have a I make a, um, two knowledge about this and they, they don't have an explanation about this. That the people is the people is like this and that's it. It's like when you say, um, are you vegetarian? The people look like, a, what? But mm -hmm. what happened? Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't worry. Mm -hmm. If you like horse, if you like cat, if you like doggies, if you like cockroach, whatever you want. Yeah, and I think it's it's very hard for some people to be to be to 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 see that there's differences out there because they live in a bubble. I think so many families live in bubbles or live in like a community where they don't see anything else outside but of what's, you know, what's in that bubble. But the system wants to you the same way to another person. You have to get married, get kids, and get a job. That's it. When you make something different, happened for me with the artist people, with the artist job professional. When you say, hey, what are you, what do you live for life? I say, I'm a puppeteer. 
Mm-hmm. Really? It's mm-hmm. a job? Well, for me, it's not a job. It's my lifestyle. Yeah. It's my mm-hmm. passion. I never, I never, I never say this is my job. No, this is my business or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I say, but if you are a lawyer, oh, you are a lawyer. Yeah, are no, a there's, there's like prestige. Oh, there's yeah. like a status, right? But me, you love what you do. You're, you are very good at what you do. You enjoy it. It's your passion. You wake up every day happy to do it. If you feel happy, so, you, don't, you don't have to be, the, I, 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 I saw the podcast that say, you, you don't have to tell your kid. You have to be the number one. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a competition. No, yeah. If you feel happy, mm-hmm. if you feel you are doing good, you don't have to. You don't have to make number one, two, or three, or four. Do you have to do it and feel happy? You know, when you wake up and say, "Oh my goodness." Why is happiness so elusive for people? Why is it oh, so yes. hard? The to- system take to you one one view of happiness. It's like a get money. Uh, get a new car? No, it's not a happiness. If you if you go to another countries, you go to Filipinas, mm-hmm. you saw the people in an Iceland living with a fishing. That's it. They don't need a car because basically materialism isn't happiness, and that's what Americans really um, embrace. Yes. yes, and I think once they realize that you don't need a lot of things to be happy, because it's really you. I mean, I was in India, I was in Mexico, I've been all over the world, and I see people have this joy for life, and and really has nothing to do how with money things? or things. Yes, how many things do you have in your garage? You use maybe the twenty percent. Exactly. There's a lot of waste, a lot of cons- <laughs> consuming. Yes, that's it. This is a really great conversation, Mr. Young. I really appreciate (laughs) you coming in because I think it's important that we also share a different perspective on how fathers can be so embracing. Fathers can be very loving. I think, you know, in in my community, the way that fathers came across or the way my father tried at the beginning was to be an authority. Lo que yo digo se hace. Like, that's it. What I say is what you're going to do, and that's it. And... It's not like that because then I started to rebel. I started to get angry. I started to feel very, um, you know, pushed down. And so for me, it was like, I need some, I need you to understand where I'm coming from, dad. I need you to see my point of view. I need you to understand that I'm not going to do things the way you think I should do them because that's old. That's old school. That's That's used to be back in your country. This is the United States. Now you have to embrace the way we are now. And he started changing little by little. And that's what my book is about. It changed, it changed, it changed and how he evolved, you know, and it ultimately came to the day where he said, "Mm, I don't think, uh, I don't think the boyfriend you have deserves you. I think you're ready. You know, you need to go out there, live your life, do your thing have fun, travel it's a different before way. you get married. And that would have never been him. He would have never said that to me, but he understood that for me. It was like, I was very independent. I needed to get out. I needed to do things. And, um, finally when I met my husband, he was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's your husband because he gets you, he gets you. He's at your level, mental, mental level. And so it was very interesting how he grew up, you know, with me, we both grew up together from the age of 15 to when I was 21, when I graduated from college that I was like a big evolution for my father, you know, because at at the same time he was raised a certain way, but he was raised with a a lot of love. So I think that was something that was really, really important. Just like you said, like it's about the love at the end. And for him, even though he was an authority and he wanted to be the macho Mexican father, he loved his kids so much. And he loved me so much that he said, okay, I know I have to change for you. I know I have to 
evolve with you. What do you need from me? What do you need me to do so that you can be successful, so that you can reach the next level for yourself? And that's one thing that I just think a lot of fathers just don't realize how, how they can be such an instrumental part of their their children's life, especially their girls, you know, because so many girls marry men that are not good for them because they don't have a good example of a good father or somebody that encourages them to pursue and to do more and to be better, be better and reach higher levels of everything. So it's a beautiful story. Everybody have a beautiful story. You have yeah. to tell the story to the world because, you know, I think uh, the the best way to to learn about people is your story. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that doing puppeteering is a way for you to speak through your puppets? Yes. Without you saying some anything, it's yes. the puppets that are speaking. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <This is laughs> a, because you it, said it, you teach the lessons. After, the afterlife. It's the afterlife. And the other character talking yeah. to people. You are behind the character. I am behind the puppet. Um, so you are an actor, even yeah. though they say, "Oh, you're," but you're a puppet master. You're a puppeteer. You're an actor because you are acting the characters that yes. you have. Yeah, that's it. And the other thing I wanted to ask you is, I know that that um, for children who are in trauma or who are in therapy, there's a lot of really good research out there that puppets help them very oh, yes. much. Yes. It's so can you tell me a little bit about that and how the emotional um, component of they a puppet? They can express emotion. Yeah. With puppet mm -hmm. or with a theater workshop, do you know? Because some some kids, they are they, they have a authoritarian parent. It's like a they feel like a, I can express. They can my express emotion. themselves. But mm -hmm. if she she take a drama workshop, they yeah. have the chance to take it. Mm -hmm. And do you know that's when, a good when, good recommendation. Yes, it's a good recommendation. That's it for for emotion because they learn to how to work. With another person, mm -hmm. you make a team. Maybe if you if you want to act this character, maybe you can help me with costume, with music. But if they don't want to say something to you, they can say it through the puppet. Yes, it's another way of saying it's something. Like I'm not talking to you; it's the puppet that's talking to you. It's not when, me. When I get but the, the puppet, puppet. I, yeah. I make a storytelling for a storytelling show. I use the puppet, but I I don't use a stage. Mm. I'm in front of the kids. I'm talking with the puppet. Anybody look at me. Everybody's mm -hmm. looking at the puppet. And they are looking with the puppet. Mr. Leo is not here. Mr. Leo is invisible. Yeah. Do you know? It's, puppet is like a magic. It's like a wow. But it's a family entertainment because it happened with kids and grandparents. Mm -hmm. Grandparents, that for me is amazing. Mm -hmm. when, I, when, I, when I finish my show and grandparents say, hey, Mr. Leo. <laughs> I feel like a kid one more time. Do you know that feeling? That word for me is like a, oh my goodness. I love it's that. Amazing. It's, it's the, the best feeling. That happened with the, um, maybe two weeks with the show for a Mexican family. The grandpa said, Mr. Leo, can I talk to you? Yes. And I say, what do you, how many times do you, I say, I, I made this 20 years ago. Uh-huh. It was amazing, Mr. Leo. I feel, I remember when I was a kid, I feel like mm -hmm. a kid one more time. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what happened. I love what I do. And he said, I love to. I say, what is your work? I am a, he worked in construction. I say, if you, when you feel like a, you go to play, I yeah. say, I'm going to play with kids and family because when I say, okay, are you ready to dance? Hey, 
Everybody stand up. Yeah. It's a family time. Yes. Parents and grandpa and whatever stand up and dance with me and my puppet. This is amazing. The good. It's a good time to share with your, your family. Your family. Family time. And the grandpa say, Beautiful. "Do you know Mr. Leo? I work in construction." When he, when I when I saw her hands, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and but he say, "I feel every day mm-hmm. I go to play mm-hmm. with my tools." That's when his, you that's play, his, he loves it. Yeah. You're happy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and he said to me, I love my job. I never feel like, oh, no, I love to. I'm going what a to beautiful play. thing, you know, to hear that, that they that even though it's hard labor, it's construction, he loves it. But he said, I love, that's I never beautiful. feel like I'm going to play with my dogs, mm-hmm. with my tools every day. And he said, that makes sense, your yeah. life for you. Yeah. If you feel like a play with your you know, doctor is different. They can play. But... <laughs> no, it's different. Yeah. But that they, they find the joy in what they're doing. It's yes, finding the it. joy. Mm-hmm. Before we leave, before we, we, we finish the podcast, can you tell me who is your, what is your favorite puppet? My favorite puppet? <laughs> I mean, they could be out there. They could be yours. They could be, you know, like uh, Ma- Max, on TV. I, no, I have a special puppet. It's, it's Max. Max is, is, the, is, is the host for all the puppet shows. Oh, okay. And when I, that happened, that happened this morning because I made a puppet show in a school. Okay. I am a Spanish teacher okay. too. But <laughs> I said, Leo, do you have to come for the summer camp for a puppet show? Yes. When I when I say here, and I say hello, I say, are you Mr. Leo? Mm-hmm. I say, no, I'm Max, I'm Mr. Leo friend. And uh... I, t- I take the puppet and I came <laughs> out to the stage with the puppet say, hello, Max. Hello, Mr. Leo. I say, he's my friend. I'm Mr. Leo. And he is Max. And he said, oh, yes, you are right, Mr. Leo. Max is, is special for me because it's the host. I love it. And there's a sense of fantasy that children get to get to and a sense of imagination, curiosity. Everybody, everybody needs that. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a... Bringing it's a little bit of innocence into their life again, you know, aside from whatever that's on TV. It's more real. It's there. And they can feel it. Too many people say, but the, the kid is a really is a really good audience. Yes, they are really good. They are really honest. What happened when the kid Absolutely. feel well? Say, I don't like it. They don't like it's it. They tell go. you they don't care. <laughs> they don't and you know what? I know this is my job. Uh, the parent paid me for a show, but when I finish my show and the kids come to me and say, Mr. Leo. I like your show. Oh, I love it. I love your puppet show. That's the best review, the best feedback yeah, you can ever the, get. It. You know that happens. I love uh, it. Parents call me. Hey, Mr. Leo, I never saw your show, but my mm-hmm. my daughter went to party, and he said, "What do you want for your birthday?" They I want wanted Mr. Leo, Leo puppet show. That is the most recommendation mm-hmm. ever. Ever for me. And, and kids are really good. They're like a very good referral. They like oh, yeah. refer, referral, <laughs> referral. <laughs> the kids should get like a referral fee. Yeah. So before we go, Mr. Leo, where, where can people find you? Where can they see? Do you have any YouTube videos? Maybe people will yes, see start, you. Can with, you tell I, us where? Yes, I start with my YouTube channel in Spanish. It's Mr. Leo Puppet Show. All my social um, network is uh, Mr. Leo Puppet Show YouTube channel. Uh, Mr. Leo Puppet Show Instagram and Facebook, Mr. Leo Puppet Show. Awesome. And so they can find you on in all of those places. And yeah. if they want to book a show, maybe see you somewhere. Yes, Mr. Leo Puppet Show in Instagram. Okay. Fantastic. Or my, I have a web page too. And we're going to add Leo all Puppet of your Show. links. We have all of your links already so everybody can see it. And everybody, 
who listens to the podcast, if you go to the description, you will see that we're going to link everything Mr. Leo does. And that way you can have um, an idea. And I think the conversation today was just a beautiful conversation about love ultimately. And Father's Day is coming around. Show how much you support your children. Show some, some, so much how you enjoy having them around. I think one thing that um, I want to do with the podcast is just to inspire you all to be better and to and to reach a level of understanding and a level of acceptance that I think is just so important and so necessary in today's times. Um, Unconditional love is just unconditional. It's how it should be. And so if you like what you hear and you enjoy the podcast, please tell everybody about the podcast. Please post a review, share it, like it. Uh, you can go to my Instagram at uh, Vibes by Alicia so that you can see what we're doing, what we're sharing. And I enjoy this conversation so much. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Alicia. Appreciate it was a you. Pleasure for me. Thank you.